3: All right, everybody. Welcome to Lost in America, episode one hundred and twenty-two. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Kaplan. and It's season two, episode three. To you, sir. Season two, episode three. You can find me at Turner B Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Where are we? Cap in America. We're uh, Lost in America. Lost in America.
0: Yes, <laughs> I am. And oh, Instagram went down last week, Cap. I know. It was very... It was the, I was trying to... People couldn't find us for a whole day. I, it was, it, it, I felt like a huge advantage. Why? Because I don't use the social media as much. I use, like, Twitter, which was working. Oh, yeah. The your brain, Twitter was still on. Twitter was on. The millennials were all freaking out. The good-looking people were freaking out.
3: Speaking of on, on the podcast today, we have documentary filmmaker Ariel Sobel. And journalist. And journalist Ariel L. Sobel. <laughs> she has a new documentary, I believe, coming out soon. We got to watch it because we're uh, muckety-mucks. We're on the, we're insiders. Yeah, we had a password and everything. It's called The Lost Tribe. It's about a um, group of Chinese people in, uh, I forget what city, in the middle of China somewhere. K-Feng or... Which, Am I saying that right? What, it, what'd you say? Fei Kang or K fang or, Kong? Fei Kong. I believe in Fei Kang, China, somewhere, and uh, they believe they're descendants of the uh, Jews from Israel. Yeah, right? they want in on this. Uh, it's a great. It's a great gig being
0: a Jew. They want some of that. They want in. Yeah, want some in. of the few that want in. I would yeah, say. Yeah, well, they probably heard the pod. They did. And, they know, were influential. They, influ- they loved Kaplan. Loved, they, I'm a I'm a favorite character over there. Yeah, exactly. They so wanted to they re- wanted. Relo- so she relo-
3: went over relo- there and she did a documentary about them. We're going to find out all about that from her. But before all that, Kaplan live podcast coming up. Who? Which one? Pod, you and I me. Mean, lost Waste. in America. It's us. We. I got to go as a spectator. Or I got to. April tenth at Stand Up New York Comedy Club. You and me. Oh, Kaplan okay. and Turner and guests yet to announce. We're going to be announcing them soon. Get your tickets now. standupny.com. I just talked to John up there. He's excited. Yeah. Everybody's excited. The fans have been calling for it. I mean, they want to see. You want to see
0: if a man will have a heart attack on stage. Yes, come see Kaplan's uh, beeper thing. Yeah, and you want to see the new and improved Kaplan? Everyone in the halls at Encir uh, Skinny Cap all talking about Skinny Cap. Handy Cap new- new- nickname. <laughs> skinny is that so, better than Handy Cap? So for the ladies out there and the gentlemen who like men. So go Come to
3: lostinamericapod.com. <laughs> we will have a link to tickets there, but also stand dot com is where you get them. We're I think we're gonna do. We got to talk to them over there, but get them now because we're gonna have a reduced rate if you get up like early bird ticket prices. Yeah, we're gonna do a slow rollout of the guests. We don't want to spoil it all. Slow rollout. So Cap. Also another announcement. Uh, thank you for everybody for sticking with us over the last couple months. We took a break for a while while Cap is recovering, and then the last few weeks we've always been kinda, blaming me. We've blaming been you. on and off, <laughs> but now we're back weekly. Every Wednesday in the United States of America, or wherever you are around the world, this podcast comes out every week. So we're back to every week now. Thanks for sticking around. I mean, management was thinking of moving us to a different day, but we fought. We like Wednesday. We like the comfort of Wednesday.
0: We told them we don't mind fighting management. We didn't want to fight them, but we we negotiated. We're staying. We're going to be
3: Wednesdays. We don't Download. mind going upstairs, t- telling them what's what. <laughs> so we're every Wednesday. We're back to our regular schedule. Thank you. And what we want to do, we want to have on. Remember when we had on that that girl who I don't uh, remember? Like they're going to answer back. They know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what we had on the girl who was uh she was with the, at the Trump Kim summit and that was suggested by a listener Dominic Mills got us her shout out uh, and then she someone who said so we want these we want you guys suggest suggest guests to us we want to find people doing crazy stuff around the world we had yeah. someone Casey Allen shout out just suggested us a guest of his. A friend of his who is a, who uh, plays um, American no Australian rules football. Michael Weber, last week's guest, suggested this week's guest, so that's how it works. Suggested this Let's week's pay guest it forward. So if you know anybody who's doing crazy stuff around the world, tell us yeah. and we'll track them down. We'll have them on the pod. That's yeah, it. Cap. We now not have to hire a booker. We don't want to hire a booker. We don't <laughs> got a budget <laughs> we don't get the for budget, that. No.
0: Yeah, Amazon. Oh yeah. Speaking of budgets.
3: Speaking of budgets, here's the way we pay for the pod. Go to Lost in. If you're going to shop on Amazon anyway, which everyone does, go to Lost in first. Click the book in the upper right hand corner. It's not Audrey Murr anymore. It's that new book that uh, Weber's uh, writing. <laughs> Daisy Jones. Daisy Jones Locker or something like that. <laughs> and then that'll take you back to Lost. It that'll take you back to um, Amazon.com. Do your regular shopping. A percentage what you buy comes to us. Now let's get to Lost in America. Play the music. <laughs> All right, we're back. Cab, you're lost in America this week. What's up? Cardiac rehab? I'm Yeah.
0: I, uh, you know, I told you when I had the heart attack, they kept telling me in the hospital, the most important thing is get to cardiac rehab as soon as possible. Cardiac rehab. And then with all the bureaucracy it took me now, seven weeks. <laughs> I'm seven and a half weeks heart attack free. And I'm finally into rehab. I got in yesterday. Oh, wow. And um, it's in... It's so people say, like, what is cardiac rehab? That's what... I'm yeah, sure what is I'm it? I'm sure that's your first question. That's my first question. <laughs> so you, it's in the hospital. I'm at NYU, if anyone wants to come say hi. And uh, there's a, like, a, like a little mini gym. Hey. Ex- except you work out with people watching you. So you go. They have locker rooms, just like any other gym. Showers. Uh, they don't have a Schwitz. No Schwitz. <laughs> oh, no come huge, on. No saunas. But they do have... Just like uh, they the have a gym, basketball court? JCC, no, but they have like the JCC or the Y. What, you, what, do you, what do you like at the gym? Old men naked walking around. Yes. Oh, they have of, that? A lot of balls hanging out. Wait, of,
3: how many people? Because it's only people who have had heart attacks. Right, but there's a How s- many people are but there? They
0: only have different slots during the day. Like you have to go at a certain time. So I think they cluster it. So it's, not, it's probably about, I don't know, a dozen people at a time. And everyone's had a heart attack. Everyone's had a. We're at a club.
2: <laughs>
0: They're all, yeah, we're all, we've all had a heart attack. So yeah, when I got there, I just sat down in a chair. Um, because, the, uh, they told me I had to wait. And, um, there was a guy sitting, I was trying to listen to music and there was a guy sitting next to me and he's like trying to get my attention. Cause I don't know about you, but old guys love to talk to me. So, yeah. I, and I realized right away, what am I doing sitting here on my phone? Like, this is the time for like me, you know, every week I, cause they all looking at me like, I'm, you look
3: like someone like that uh, can be influenced.
0: Well, you know what it is? I'm like, it's like when you're at the retirement community in Florida. Yeah. Like I'm the visiting grandson. Like, yes. All the women are smiling at me. This guy wanted to show me his uh, some pictures on his Especially phone.
3: Especially because oh. I know what your grandparents want. Michael Cohen's grandparents are also there. Yeah. So they might, they'd they rather... <laughs> okay. Rob Cohen's a lost cause. <laughs> so <Yeah>. you're <laughs> the one to be influenced.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I asked so... They're all talking to me. Everyone's excited like you got a young. They feel better about themselves. They These are the old attack. guys at the Yeah, like their guys telling me, "Oh, I've had four stents. I've had it. Everyone's, four heart attacks." Yeah, and it's it's a serious thing. Like people have like some a woman had an oxygen tank, like a whole tank. She's carrying
3: around with. And me. she's on the treadmill.
0: She's doing they do what they can do. There's someone with Swim and laps. things. And so I'm feeling better about myself.
3: Um so anyway, the doctor comes over. Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What are there is there a hierarchy? Like the less It's like you know how when you get detention in high school? If you get it once every six months, you're not really cool in detention. But there's those kids who have it every day, and at some point, the teacher just kind of likes them, and like they get to do stuff. Is that how it is? If you get, if you have more, the more heart attacks, yeah. you get the more street cred you have in the heart attack club. Well, I don't know about that. Worst club I, ever. I feel by like the,
0: way. the stents, the thing that I have. Like, What's the, a stent? That's the thing they put into the balloon to blow to move the artery. Oh, that's. I think that like that guy had four. I'm talking somebody else. Told me the other day that his dad had 33 stents. And he, maybe. <laughs> so that's 33. That's the hierarchy. You're like one stent. You pussy. You had one. I have one.
3: I'm oh yeah. Nothing. Come on, that's
0: one about me. Yeah, I mean, I have a cousin's husband who's had five. That guy. You're a almost a civilian. Yeah, I'm almost a civilian. <laughs> but they, they scared the crap out of me. They're like, "Where's your stent card?". I forgot. To, they, they walk in. They're like, "Where's your stent card?". It's like, like your man I card. I don't have a stent card. They're like, what do you mean? The hospital should give you a stent card. They said any. Like, if I'm in another country or somewhere and I like drop dead, they need to know I have a stent. So that's a big problem. I gotta get a stent card. I'm very. Low. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, the doctor comes over and he essentially, he gives me like a mini like EKG thing. He sticks a, a couple different uh, uh, cushions, uh, suction cups. Sure. Puts a, they give you like a little bib to wear around your neck while you're working out. And they put the little machine in the little pouch. Like a lobster bib. Little pouch. You get on like the treadmill. Start on the treadmill or, or start on the elliptical. And you look up and you're like on this screen. There's like a TV screen and it shows your, um, your heart rate. And it shows every your movement, like up and down, the up and down. I can see. I mine doesn't go up very much. That's and why once I
3: again for the kids out there, you, what you don't want is bang. Yeah, you know I mean?
0: But I see what the problem is. So I got this life vest. Wait, on. they have you running? They told me no. They said within two weeks, I'll be running. That's pretty fast. They said because uh, the, the guy was giving the tutorial with another woman who was a, kind of a sad sack, sack, and. Um, she, she sad, looked like, sad. She just looked like she had never used gym equipment before, and I didn't want to be like a show-off. But he's like, the guy said to me, he's like, "You could start. I know you know how to do this stuff." Oh, yeah. So, but he, they come around while you're working out. They do your blood pressure. They check your heart. They tell you like, you could see your your uh, heart rate. So they they tell me, I want you, I want your heart rate to be like between certain numbers the whole time, and then you could push yourself a little bit, but you know you, you shouldn't push yourself where you're so tired that you're, you know. It's a, okay. Yeah. So that's the that's the gist of it. But it's um. It you do feel. I'm just gonna say right now, I feel there's like about five. I was thinking, like, I'd like this more than CrossFit for people who don't. Yeah, you used to do CrossFit, I used to do CrossFit, and I, which can
3: I ask you, did that cause a heart attack? I
0: I don't know. CrossFit's (laughs) not
3: great for your heart, is it? To go super extreme, and then well, I will say this, um. When I had the consultation. Cause I had like can we st- say yes and then get Blue Shirt and we can make some money for the pod finally? Oh, do CrossFit. CrossFit.
0: I, yes, maybe we'll do Coming that. Coming after you, Long Island City oh, CrossFit. Say, I will
3: accept a payoff. I have some CrossFit
0: listeners. So. Buy us out. So, But I, I will say this probably goes against the case, Blue Shirts. and I shouldn't we'll say, should say this. When I met with, <laughs> with the nurse uh, practitioner who did this consultation, she told me looking at my chart and how long my heart attack was um, and, and how severe it was, she said that you were clearly in shape if your heart was in good shape to be able to sustain that. Oh. So you must have worked out before. You got it probably, a great heart attack. it probably saved your life. <laughs> so you might have saved my life. So, but so anyway, you know when when you go to CrossFit, people um, they wear a badge of honor that they um, they call it pukey when you work out to such exhaustion that you like fall on the ground and are like breathing really heavy when it's over. Like that's like a badge of honor. Like that's CrossFit at its best. It
3: kicks the shit out of you. Any in the rest of the world, that's called extremely unhealthy. <laughs> so.
0: Like, so I, I just want to tell the CrossFit community that's listening, because so I have some listeners that I walk into this place when I went to the, the last class was just ending, and there was a stretcher coming out, like an EMT. Somebody that 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 beats CrossFit. This is more severe. This is more hardcore. They were coming out out of out, out of on a, a workout on a not a stretcher like a uh, like, like a gurney not a gurney. They weren't dead. Like you know, like a paramedics like out of the heart attack. They're club. probably going to the hospital. That's Holy connected. Holy guacamole! So that's some serious working out. Um, they got a eh. yeah, they got some so, and I, I just love it because I feel like I'm the big fish I'm the best I'm on the treadmill. I'm walking fast on the treadmill. When you go to the regular gym, you see someone walking the treadmill, not running. You're like, that guy's a loser. He's out of shape. Why are you even here? Yeah. Me, the guy's a like, great job. You're because I'm walking fast. Because everyone else
3: is like passing out, yeah, laying down. The, yeah, they're using these little and arm, just rolling up. The treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. They're all. You're also 40 years younger than any I of them. No, but I, you had a heart attack at age 40. It's like I
0: remember once when I was in, in in high school and I played JCC basketball and I played in the varsity team, but there was like a JV game and they needed a person. Yeah. And I was like a junior, so they let me play on it, and I scored like 35
3: points. It was the best day of my life. Ooh, can I give (laughs) another one of these? So it's like when you're doing stand-up in uh, Manhattan all the time, which is like best of the best in the world... And then every once in a while, you get a spot out in like Astoria or Bushwick, oh, and you go out there and you just destroy destroy some peasants like, who
0: were just up there for an open mic. It's going a- down
3: to the miners, yeah. to get your confidence back. Your confidence back. back. You feel
0: like I felt stylish. I'm in Lululemon. No one wears Lululemon at this place. I mean, I got
3: no one wears that I, anyway. And I also
0: I want to say this to note: I, Do you go to the gym? I forget. Yeah, you're, I go to the Y. So what do they play? They play a bunch of like oh, the Y might not be so bad, but like you go to the, the most gyms, they play like a bunch of the the teeny bopper crap, right? Sure. This place, it's like oh, music wise, this place you feel like you're on a cruise ship. It's it's like Donna Summer, there's some Beatles sprinkled in, there's very like, it's like wedding music. There's no like Lady Gaga's <laughs> yeah. Little Sister. Yeah, now I'm an old man, I love it. So I, I was enjoying it, uh, I didn't die, I survived. So Great. I think uh, I think it's going to be a good experience, and I think there's going to be a lot of material. These guys I was going to say, this is
3: like, we're getting ready for a whole season a of A whole season, of this was just day one. I'm
0: excited. The guy, you know, because I did two things well, like I did the the, the treadmill and the elliptical, and he's like, you, you did so good, so just do this little arm, have you ever seen people doing the thing where they roll the arms? Like they just sit, they just stand there and you roll your arms. <laughs> yeah. But I've never known what it does for 15 minutes. I don't know what it did either. It was just like, great job. I'm like, what am I even doing here? Was like, <laughs> but Hilarious. yeah, so I mean, I'm going to be in uh, tip top shape in about three months. Fantastic. Tip top shape. For I a might 70-year-old. have to join
3: that gym. Yeah, you should. You, do I have to have a heart attack? Or I wonder I if I can bring a friend. Yeah. <laughs> bring a, friend, a buddy pass.
0: Yeah. Day I, pass. I don't know. Cause you probably have to put the heart rate thing on and uh, I'll uh, put it on. Yeah. And people have to come around and ask. You I, to I'll, I'll show you
3: up, though. You probably don't want me around because you don't want a non-heart attack, oh, right. a civilian. Right. It's like if you're
0: like become the popular girl in your school, and then your like friend from another school visits you, and she's like hot, and she's, don't like, want you're that a girl. Yeah, I've seen enough teen movies to know. Go away. <laughs> I
3: know. Cap. Ints is an app. It's still an app. You can get it in the app store. It's up to five-minute audio recordings. Here's what we're going to get back to this thing we used to do, where you int us in questions, int us in anything. You know, what? here's a good way to do it. People who are around the world right now, whatever country you're in, int us and give us some fact about where you are in the world. If you could do that, we'll play it on the pod. We'll talk about your your country for a little bit before we get to our guest. How about that? How about, yeah, we... Because I know we got listeners all over. We got China. We got all over Southeast Asia. Yeah, we've we've we've
0: made. I want me a culpa here. We've made some false promises in the past where we've said endless things. We'll play them on the air. Exactly. You know, we just, had, now, we we just got just, word. From we up were upstairs. just in a, we were upstairs in a meeting. Yeah. sitting in. We we're learning about the future event. It's very exciting. There's some new stuff happening. And they we, also
3: let's be honest, they tore us a they new. They kind of
0: read us the right acts. Yeah, because we they, haven't been in. There it. was a little bit of like you know Ikram had to be separated. The guy, the lawyer up there said Kaplan had a heart attack. He had to calm down. Exactly. Stress him out. Yeah, we had to call legal in. So they said, "Listen, Kaplan, because you had the heart attack, we're going to give you one more chance." Yes. But you got to, you got to. And Randy
3: Lee was in the middle. Yeah, he's you know he's on our side because he works us so often, but also he's working for Akram. He's everybody's answering to Akram. Yeah, he was down in South by Southwest last week. I heard he was recruiting other podcast guests. (laughs) We can't have that.
0: So they're really so essentially, we need you. We need the listener sign up for Ents E N S E. Inside us anything you
3: anything you say, we will you know consider playing. I'll go this far. If you want this podcast to continue, (laughs) you need to start inting us so we can play it on the air, so we can justify the space we've been getting for free for over two years from Ikram.
0: Yes. And thank you, Ikram. You've been a great overlord.
3: Should we get to our guest? Yeah, let's bring her in. Ariel, come on in. We're back with our guest, Ariel Sobel. Welcome to the show. How you doing?
2: Good. I'm really glad to be here.
3: I got it right. Did you yeah. like that Long Island accent? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> really? it's
2: really great because my mother who named me with her Long Island accent. Like whenever she screamed at me, at work, She'll be like ah, like and that meant I was being called upstairs. Like ah. if anyone screamed in agony, like that was my nickname ah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really used to being yelled at, and I if someone yells, I just assume they're talking to me. Or if like someone screams in pain, I like come over. It makes me very caring.
3: Fantastic. When you hear the thick accent, you have a little fla- PTSD. Or... <laughs> yeah. So we got to watch this uh, documentary you did, the the the, um, the Lost Tribe mm-hmm. about. Uh, well, you can tell us what it's about. It's about uh, the Chinese Jewish community in China. Yeah, but. Tell us more.
2: <laughs> oh wow! So is my elevator pitch moment?
3: This is now nah, Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I, so from what I understand, it's uh, Kaifeng. Is that the name Kai of the Fong, town? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you? F- how did you find this group of people? These are Chinese people from Kaifeng who claim they have lineage tracing all the way back to Israel mm-hmm. from thousands of years ago.
2: Yes. So this is the story. Um, so historically, it's known that a thousand years ago, ago, a group of Iranian Jews immigrated to China, to Kaifeng, which was the capital during the Song Dynasty. And that's where the emperor was. They were traders and they went as merchants there to where the kingdom was. They were loved by the king. They even, you know, gave the king gave them special last names, which was an honor. The the king really is the emperor. And it was very huge at the time. So a thousand years later, they had a a synagogue. They had an entire community. And it's well documented. Everyone knows that the Kaifeng Jews had existed. Right now in China... They've almost completely vanished. Some have been rescued and brought to Israel, but now there are five families remaining in China, five Jewish families. And it is also in China illegal to be Jewish. So I follow a woman who is in her 60s, who's decided she's a Chinese country woman. She's got, you know, crooked teeth and she's very, her accent is so thick, my Chinese friends were like, I can't understand what she's saying. It's so thick. And she's from the, like basically their version of the Deep South. And she's spending her retirement fighting the communist government to let her be a Jew. And so that's what my documentary is about. And how did
0: you find her? Did she,
2: so did she show up in town? Or? It was really hard to find her. So I went to China. I was awarded a grant to go. And basically I was a student and I was awarded a grant to go to China. And I'd always been a Chinese history nerd. And I grew up on Long Island in an area where you were either Jewish or Chinese. So it just makes sense. Like those cultures to me... I think mesh better than like any other cultures in the world. And there's so many reasons I can explain why, but I went on this trip and we pitched our projects and I said, I wanted to do a project about this tribe that I didn't know if it still existed. I didn't know if any people were left in China who were ethnically Chinese and Jewish. I wasn't sure, but um, people in the group were willing to work with me. I had a partner who decided she would co-produce this with me who speaks Chinese. I don't speak a word of Chinese um, and did this with me partially because Jewish stereotypes in China—they thought I must be really smart and hardworking because I was a Jew. Um, not <laughs> See, even kidding.
0: Positive stereotypes are good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. rich. <laughs>
2: yeah. Every, yeah. in China, every negative stereotype that makes people want to kill us in the West—they're like, "You're great. We love you," <laughs> um, which is really funny. Like they're very—they love Jewish people. It's just illegal to be Jewish.
3: Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's illegal to be Jewish. You mean if you're Chinese? Yes.
2: If you're okay. If you're a Chinese citizen in China, it's a strict communist government. Everything basically. If it's not a yes, it's a no, which is different. Like America, if it's not outlawed, it's okay. Um, Versus like if it's not legal, then it's outlawed in China. So there are four recognized religions in China. And if you are not a member of those religions, you're doing an illegal kind of organizing.
3: If you're a Chinese citizen. Yes. Right. And yeah, because I had a lot of friends. I used to live there. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Jewish people there.
2: Yeah. But well, like all, Americans like us, or yeah.
3: or um, Israeli or whatever.
2: Yeah, expats can yeah. be Jewish, but if you have a Chinese passport, you cannot be Jewish. Yeah. And also, like, if it's an, they have it's also maybe you can say argue that maybe Judaism is an ethnicity, but and it feels very ethnic there because they are descended from a tribe of Jews, but uh, they also took it out. They, like, they took out that as an ethnicity, so my uh, subject, she had to change her ethnicity on her legal
3: paperwork. But it used to be, she used to say Jewish. Yeah. It's, it's amazing she was she saying Jewish it. for like forever, right? right? Yeah,
2: for like it was for thousands of years, which is really insane.
3: But if you just to clear it up, if you look at her, like when you watch the documentary, she looks like a Chinese person. She doesn't yes. look like a she's Jew. She's
2: completely ethnically Chinese. Yeah. She not just looks like a Chinese person. She's a Chinese country woman like she looks mm. like you know someone who is in the countryside uh, like she's got she doesn't look like Woody Allen at all like there's no <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing
0: I like that
2: like
3: one extreme of looking like a Jew yeah. <laughs> the other.
2: like she's not she's not that way um, and, and so how'd she, you find
3: her specifically okay yeah so
2: I went and I was like I don't know how I'm gonna find these people I don't know if they exist so I went to the one place where any Jew would go if you're in a foreign country which was Chabad and I started going to dinners there. And I started making friends. And my friends from all around the world, Jews who are visiting from uh, France, from Canada, from all over. And there's a Chabad, Beijing. And people go visit there. And every time I tried to talk about the Chinese Jews, it became a very, like, shh. Like, no one wanted to talk about it. It became very <laughs> uncomfortable for people.
3: Wait, can I ask, what's Chabad?
2: Okay. So Chabad is basically... It's kind of hard to explain what. That's Habad where my is.
0: kids go to Hebrew school for starters in Long Island City. They go to. I was going to say they go to Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, they go. No, they, yeah, they go to. It's a bit of a commute, but the education's great. No, what does well, it Habad, mean? They open. They, it's it's a brand of Orthodox Judaism. Yeah. but they are they're, they're more accepting of. Um, Like, they're very accepting of people who aren't religious. Oh, these
3: people you were telling me that they go around the world and open, like, these little, like, Jewish communities? Basically,
2: their goal is to get anyone who's Jewish to be, they want to preserve Jewish culture. So, it doesn't matter how observant you are. They're trying to get you a little more observant. Yeah. So, they basically are an open center. They're... They have an open center where any Jewish person can come in, get a Shabbat dinner, get go to Jewish services, and it's completely free.
3: Those people who are on the wow. street who say like are shaking the, the oh the people who always ask me around like you holidays that, like hey yeah. are you yeah. Jewish I'm like because I don't know.
2: they because for like me to do it it's like a mitzvah it's yeah. a good deed yeah, yeah. And, like, it's a holy thing so if they get to do, me to do it they're like wow we did a good thing it's
3: today. great for them and these people they're funded by some large organization or something
2: they get a lot of donations
3: okay yeah. and they do a lot of telethons I've donated money. Yeah, they do really
2: good work. They're, I would say, very like traditional and kind of like extreme in some of their beliefs, but they welcome everyone. And what they do is they make Judaism accessible for people, regardless of where you are and what you're doing. And in China, they they have a one in China.
3: Okay, so if I so when I was there, my friends who were Jewish who on holidays would go to Shanghai, which was the closest city to me, the closest big. Huge city. Sure. And they would go to synagogue and stuff. Is that what they were going to?
2: The, Shanghai has a much bigger um, Western Jewish population than Beijing, which is where I was based. Yeah. And um, this woman was based in Kaifeng. So you have to say, China's bigger than America. So like Shanghai is like. Oh, New York. I understand. And, yeah. And like <laughs> Beijing is like LA. But so. the
0: Shanghai, they, they might have a synagogue besides a Chabad, or you think we think? Or-
3: oh, yeah, yeah. Can they also have a synagogue, or is that what it would be? It would be so that Shabbat. The
2: rule in China. The rule. is. They can have synagogues. the The Chabad Beijing is technically a museum slash restaurant. Oh, um, but essentially, it is illegal for someone who holds a Chinese passport, who's mm. an ethnically Chinese, a Chinese citizen, to go inside because sure. Judaism is outlawed.
3: But you've yeah. talked about that with churches? As in the- yeah, I used to go to church sometimes in China, and uh, by law, they couldn't allow Chinese people in. Yes, same but thing. Uh, that didn't always. That was always good. The- if it was if. If they like, I never went once where they were actually checking people's passports at the door. Did they were they actually when you went to the one in the, the Shabbat in Beijing, were they checking passports?
2: They weren't, but unless someone was like, but like they know I'm not Chinese.
3: But I mean, did you see there was definitely no Chinese people there? Well,
2: like the only Chinese people they would have there were people who are married to Jewish people or like mm. biracial children. Okay, does that make sense? Like,
3: I mean, it makes sense, but there's still
2: my. Co-producer, it doesn't make sense with a like, lot of someone second... Someone could lo- go in.
3: But he didn't try? Uh, she, or she? She couldn't
2: go in. Like, they would not let her in.
3: Really? So they, she tried to get in and they said no?
2: Yeah, and like, they definitely couldn't go in. She could go in when they weren't having any services, but on Shabash, she could not go inside.
3: They would oh, okay. not let her.
2: And like, she filmed from like, she was, we got to use our Zoom lens and she filmed them through the windows from the street. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm serious.
3: Maybe no. it's a Beijing thing, because Beijing's more strict um, yeah. than... What's it saying like the hills are high and the emperor's far away <laughs> meaning that the further you get from Beijing the more relaxed the laws get Maybe and so maybe they just were like, ah, oh, whatever. We don't care. No one's gonna yeah. check
2: So how did I end up finding this woman?
3: How'd you find yeah. her?
2: So I was meeting those people and I gave up I was like I'd been there for a month and I could not find a Chinese Jew and I'm like, I guess they're no longer exist I've accepted this so I started documenting this couple which were Orthodox Jews who were living and they have three children born in China and being an Orthodox Jew in Beijing is hell. Yeah, how do you um, get kosher meat? Like, you don't. Yeah. I it's don't. like impossible for them to eat. It's impossible for them to partake in anything. And like it, China's not a melting pot. I think you could agree in the way that America is. Like you'll never be considered Chinese unless you're ethnically Han Chinese.
3: Yeah, you really. can't be. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's not the same. They can't, Like even though they've been there for 10 years, their children were born were for... in China, but they're not Chinese. Yeah. yeah. They'll yeah. never be Chinese citizens. They'll never be considered part of that society. And being Orthodox, like they have to live close to... The Habad, the only place in Beijing where they can really pray and there's just a lot of drama. And they were really, really, they were deeply like upset with each other. They had one kid who had Down syndrome. It was a very interesting oh. family. It well, was a very high intensity situation. I know. So I started filming them and it was really intense. Uh, and one day the woman, the wife, um, she slipped me the card of my subject of this Chinese woman because I've been talking about it and everyone's like shush, 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 shush. And, <laughs> and she
3: knew it this whole time and shush, to yeah, tell he, you? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why are they shushing? Uh,
2: well Okay, we'll get okay, to that. Sorry. Yeah. There's so many layers to the yeah. insanity. Um, but they were like, hush about it. Even her husband was like, it, nothing. And this guy is like, the husband's fluent in Chinese. He's like a master of Chinese history and Chinese culture. And he was like, oh, it's so uninteresting. You don't want to hear about that. It's boring. I'm like, <laughs> no, I want to meet the Chinese Jews. So she's like, she thought it was romantic and she had met this woman who, her name was Xiao and um, she passed me her card and all I had was a card. So my that woman producer. had a business card? Yes. <laughs> she had a business card that was like, I'm a Chinese Jew. I'm that's, serious. That's her
0: job? You have to watch the movie to <laughs> no. understand how crazy it
3: is that woman had a business card. But
2: like, kind of, yeah. yeah. I know, she's really funny. Yeah. Um,
3: Everyone has business cards in China. Oh, really? Yeah, like, everywhere you go, you have like, did you end up with, how long were you there for?
2: I was there for two months.
3: And did you have like stacks of business cards?
2: No, I guess no one wanted to befriend me.
3: <laughs> Anytime I went to anything, people were like, here, take a business card, take your business card. <laughs> take it's crazy. It's nice. It's a very business card culture. Maybe. Basically.
2: Basically. Basically, a business card that was like, "I'm a Chinese Jew." That's it. (laughs) That's her her
3: business. (laughs) Her title.
2: (laughs) 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 Like she's retired. That's her job now, is being a Chinese Jew. Right. Right. So my co-producer calls her up, and she's hella pissed because she was hanging up a bunch of signs uh, that were basically trying to reunite the Jewish community in Kaifeng. A lot of them have been assimilated, and she was trying to bring back force and rebuild things and rebuild the temple. And the local government had stolen her signs. And she was pissed. And she's like, you come here with these cameras. We're getting my signs. Oh, good call. So uh, we were really like my supervisor who was like the professor who was a filmmaker was like, I don't think you guys should go. I think this is dangerous. Um,
3: (laughs) Disagree with your professor.
2: I know. And like uh, he was really concerned because like, it's one of those things in China, they have a word for like controversial called sensitive. They'll be like, it's a sensitive subject. And like sensitive here means like people will attack you on Twitter, but <laughs> in sensitive in China, it's like the government might like censor you or like take your passport, things like that.
0: Take your business.
2: But yeah. <laughs> I, this was something I wanted to do my whole life is find this lost tribe. So I went four hours on a train, a very fast train. And uh, I was in Kaifeng and I met Zhao and the rest is, on film.
3: <laughs> so it's so smart of her to bring the cameras because, uh, first of all, I disagree with your professor in in the sense that I think that if you're an international filmmaker, there is a layer of protection in China, uh, maybe. Although you said you got arrested.
2: I didn't get arrested. Oh, okay. I almost got arrested. The fear was not that I think I was going to be arrested, that we were pushing it. Uh, was that they're going to take away my passport? And then I'd be like trapped and, you know. Yeah. Because this was really sensitive, because not only were we talking about religion, which everyone was like, I don't know if you should talk Mm. about religion in China. Like, they had done films before in the program I was in. They did one on... Um, LGBTQ Chinese people, and that got censored by the university. And I'll tell you how we didn't end up they getting any, censored.
3: Zero right? no. percent. <laughs> <0%, laughs> I think is the official. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's zero percent. They don't LGBTQ. exist. Um, I
2: actually have a friend who runs a thing called Out China, and she like documents uh, Chinese uh, LGBTQ people. Who's a close friend, so we had a lot to talk about. Uh, but they were concerned about that, but. I was like, I had to do it. I could not do it. And
3: what did you find when you got there? And then, because there is a scene where you're kind of confronting the local uh, government officials. And uh, what was it tense with you with the cameras in any way? Yep, did they tell you to turn them off? That's when I
2: almost got arrested. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what happened? So, she. We decide we had toward We went into the main business building. So in China, they have like a community leader, and then they have like the bigger federal government. So the community leader was her close friend, and her she was actually. Um, a, the the Chinese version of a Muslim person uh, was a community leader. So she kind of understood, and right now they're under huge attack and being put in concentration camps. So a lot has happened since I shot it, but that's a really more vulnerable, I think, than the Jewish community in China. But uh, we went to the federal thing, and then Zhao found out that it wasn't the federal government that took her signs, it was her friend.
0: Wow. Oh, so that's so, that person, the person that she's confronting. Yes. It's her friend. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> then, so she
2: goes in and I think a little bit of it was for show. She wanted the world to know what was happening because it's persecution and she wanted like the general Jewish community to help her. But I couldn't go into that room because if they look at me, they know something was up. Uh, I'm as blonde as hell. So it would have been like, who are you? Um, And so my colleague Zhao lied and said my colleague was her niece (laughs) And she hid the camera on the table. That's why the shot's not that great. It was a hidden camera. Oh. And so I just hear, and if you see the film. Did she sign a release? That's
0: <laughs> you know? the
3: Robert there's Kraft no such move. there's thing as
2: releases murder. <laughs> in, in, in China, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, if China, if I wanted the soundtrack of my documentary to have a Sarah Borella's song, it could have it. <laughs> oh, no one, yeah. Like, there's no idea of creative property. <laughs> it's sad. Like, you can put, like, my friend made a documentary, like, my colleague, she made a documentary before and she used the score from the social network in it. Yeah. Like, yeah, why not? That'd be nice. Um, so I hid downstairs so they couldn't see me. And they were upstairs. And I just hear shrieking in Chinese. I hear screaming and I'm like, oh no, they're going to take them away. I can't see anything. And I don't speak a word of Chinese. Like basically not only was my co-producer co-producing the documentary, her job was basically to keep me alive. Like feed me, walk me, like <laughs> shower me, right. like get me from play to me. And I'm in a foreign city where I know no one. I have no cell no phone. I had no cell phone in the entirety of being in China. Um, So I'm in this foreign place. I don't speak a word of Chinese. And this is not like there's some cities where a lot of people speak English, not in Kaifeng. Like people pointed at me when I came to the city, like children pointed at me and started like screaming. So like I was the only white person people had seen in their entire lives when I was there.
0: How big is Kaifeng? It's like, Like, I've
3: I've never never been. been So I don't know, a couple million maybe?
2: Yeah, it's a small city. um, And Zhao was from like a countryside kind of area that city. Um, So I just hear all this screaming. And I'm really like having a panic attack and I don't know what to do. I can't go up there cause it will exacerbate the situation. So I'm like praying like, like, and I see officials coming in. I'm like, are they going to arrest me? I'm, I'm really terrified. And then they come out and my co-director, I'm like still hiding. My co-director comes down and then they give her back her signs. Mm. So it was kind of, it worked. And if you watch it, you can see like they're screaming out. She's like, calling the community leader a bitch and saying like, they tell you to fetch my signs and you sign them. And there's definitely like a subtext things of like, like the community leader says like, like she's asking, why are you doing this? Why are you taking my signs? Why can't I just be Jewish? And she's like, you know, you know better than I do. And there's a subtext of that. That's really quite interesting.
3: What do you think it is?
2: Because, because it's just illegal and they're all afraid of the Chinese government harming them. like, Being a troublemaker in America, like we like troublemakers. We like individualism versus China. Everything is a function of their population. Like in China, freedom is something different than it means here. And I I did really revise my idea of freedom. But you can't have a certain degree of individual rights, I don't think, in China because of the population is so big. Like it's easy to cater for a smaller population. Uh, Like America, I think. I might be
0: sure. Wrong. I mean, well, the uh, I would countries. I guess we're the largest free country, right, population wise.
3: Well, what's I mean, the definition in, well, of free? Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Individual rights. I would India say the other one with. You know, I w- um, but I agree with you in the sense of it's like a self censorship thing, uh, that. But I don't think that the idea of being Jewish somehow th- is, a bit, is You're not allowed to do it because there's too many people there. I think mm-hmm. that that's just a control, just an ultimate well, they, just they have a control in religion Well, they don't want to...
2: Com- like, the thing is, there are five Jewish families in all of China. They will not accommodate. Chinese
3: Jewish families, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. There are five ethnically Chinese Jewish families. They're not going to accommodate for them. And they don't have a reason to.
0: I mean, if they pay attention to history, they should know that it's not like it's going to spread like wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> the country's not going to be taken over, yeah but but
3: I think, and then um okay, so basically I, I I guess she kept the signs though, like she didn't throw them out. she's oh, her also yeah. one thing is um Kaplan I talked about earlier, from watching it, I one hundred percent because I've had my business taken away in China. I'm sorry I had a business that. there I was, no, but I, what I'm saying is that I relate to her, mm-hmm. I've been in those meetings where I've been screaming at Chinese government officials, and half the time you do end up getting what you want just by pushing it to the absolute limit and not you do sort of go nuts like i i I watch her in your film go crazy and i've been there i've been that app because when like you have no other option when there's nothing else you can possibly like that you know the law is not protecting you you're fighting against the government they're doing something illegal but there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. you have no other option but just to like scream at them and call them like terrible names and then ultimately like she, she gets her stuff back, but does she take it away or they give it back to her? They give it back to her. Uh, yeah.
2: And she, we go back and she hangs them back up. And basically she has this hut, which, is the, which exists in the remains of what once was the temple, the synagogue in Kaifeng. So she has one hut and inside she has a Israeli flag and a Chinese flag. And she's like really interesting. What I loved about Zhao was that she was really astute. So I interviewed the people at the Habad, the Orthodox rabbi, who basically he is in control of so much of. Uh, back,
3: back in Beijing. No. Yeah, yeah. In Beijing. Yeah. He's
2: yeah. in charge, really, of a lot of Jewish life for foreigners. He's really the, and he is essentially the point of contact for the Western world for Jewish people. And he was contacted by the U.S. State Department saying, "We've been hearing a bunch of problems that are going on in Kaifeng. Uh, we might want to put an investigation to see this religious persecution." And he told them not to do it, and because he doesn't consider her Jewish because of like Jewish law, because I think racism also plays a right. role in this. And he
0: probably just wants to.
3: Well, this to is the next part the I, government. I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Is uh, so I see that you're that that back in Kaifeng when your, your subject is speaking to her friend and her friend's like you know I can't give this back to you we can't say why but we know why it's because she's there's somebody above her who's not letting her do it right yeah. and then or she's afraid that even if no one's told her not to it feels like she's afraid maybe something might happen to me if yeah. I do this and I feel like the guy in Beijing is the exact same he's, he's not going to say on camera that she's a Jew if the Chinese government won't say that she's a Jew yes. because that could threaten his Entire community in Beijing. If someone sees hit your video, yeah, right, like yeah, your documentary. This woman
2: is kind of, and the Chinese, I think the Chinese Jewish community is kind of a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. So yeah. they can't provide them with resources, and they're really desperate, like to get you know resources, uh, because if they do, the entire everything that they've built to help Jewish people who go to China will be destroyed and lost. So yeah that's the thing and the reason why the film didn't get censored is because we saw his side we had no idea he he doesn't know we saw her he had no idea we met with her right and um he just we got him to talk about it and we thought we weren't gonna get anything to talk but we almost didn't do the interview with him because we we're like what are we gonna get out of this but we ended up doing it my my co-director's like we tried so hard to get this interview we got to do it um and so it ended up being really important because you show the two sides and that's why we didn't get censored
3: but do you we show him Mean do you you, what do you mean You're in, in censored in China Or yeah. censored or, Like they okay. allowed
2: this film To screen in China Oh
3: a screen in China Okay
2: Because In China He's the protagonist In he's, America He's a good he's, guy yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah He's a good guy Defending the Chinese government And she's the antagonist But in America People see it the He kind of comes across
3: As an asshole Yeah, if, yeah He calls it a hoax he said If this, you're not sure. yeah. um, So again I, I used to yeah. have I'm yeah. aware of the politics of it. If you're lot not lot aware Of the ancians, politics yeah, like you, If you're not aware Of the nuance Of what he's doing so I watch that being like I don't think he believes what he's saying. I think he's just saying it because he has to because it's on camera, and he wants to protect the amount of the the, the his community in Beijing. Mm-hmm. And if he does, if he was to say the opposite, if he'd be like, "Yeah, it's wrong what the Chinese government is doing. We want to protect her," he could be he would be gone. Yeah, like if yeah. your if your film did like well, or even if just one person saw it in the government, he could be gone.
2: Yeah, and right? I think that's hard for American. Audiences to understand. Yeah. Um, but also, I do think there's some roles in it that are deeper than that. So in, there's a thing in Jewish law called halakha, and that essentially is like kind of like it's Jewish traditional law. And there's the idea of being uh, Jewish and purely Jewish and not being Jewish. And so in Jewish culture, your mother must be Jewish for you to be considered a Jew. These people are settled in China. And in China, they track things through their father. They're patrilineal, unlike Jewish communities, which are matrilineal. And so her father was Jewish. Her mother, they actually gave her the name Ruth, which is, if you know about Jewish things, is one of the most famous converts in Jewish history. It's a very famous biblical figure. They named her Ruth. She has a Jewish name, but her father is really Jewish. And so she is not by traditional Orthodox Jewish law a Jew. So that also... But she to
3: do
0: a... I mean conversion theory. So that's yeah. a, but they wouldn't allow it because so not that's pure. an easy move. It's an easy out, easy what out about for the, the guy other in Jews of the you said there's five families. Yeah. So what do they say? Because some so of them like Jews are,
2: that were pure enough. A lot right. of them have actually come to Israel. Right. And it's actually if you watch the film, like Zhao, she wants to go to Israel because then she can live freely herself. And like it's very like she it's she will do anything she can to go to Israel. And she doesn't think she'll ever be able to go to Israel, and she just hopes that her daughter will someday be able to. Um,
0: is there a synagogue? When I was in Israel, there's a museum in Tel Aviv that has like the museum of, what's it called? The Jewish. It has, there's, a, there's an exhibit where it has like synagogues from around the world, from mm-hmm. history. I know there was one from China. Yeah. Trying to think of I was. see
2: stuff about, so whenever I see like Jews around the world, because I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I have firsthand experience with this community. I always look to see what they're saying about the Kaifeng Jews and how yeah, they're included. I and I think that widely we treat the Kaifeng Jews as if they are an extinct people. Right. As if their culture never exists, like, and that's not what's really going on. And I think race plays a huge factor, and this is very much reconsidered, um, or at least caused me to reconsider how I view myself and my privilege as like a white Jewish person. Because every time I do a screening of this, people ask me crazy questions. They ask me, "Did you test her blood to see right, if like she was a Jewish?"
0: DNA test or something.
2: Yeah, and I ask him, like, has. Uh, have someone ever tested your blood to well, see if you're Jewish, but we
0: all, white people love to test our blood as like a new thing. We yeah, do DNA tests for fun, you're not yeah. We're
2: doing it to prove if you can go to synagogue. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. And like or.
0: As, I would have loved to find a Chinese on my test, but no.
2: I know. I would only do that if I, I found was, out I was like. I was all. I was strange.
0: all Ashkenazi. No, no I know, excitement.
2: Such a what a waste of money! <laughs> like only, I only want it if I find out like I'm a quarter like Caribbean yeah. or something. Else, like,
3: <laughs> like, Caribbean. Yeah,
2: like only if I'm like, any island. Yeah. Any I island. I give
0: you a guarantee you get your money back if you don't get yeah. something. Uh, if I'm from
2: Tunisia, then yeah. it's yeah. worth my money. True. If I'm if I'm from like Poland. Like a Polish Ashkenazi. Yeah. Yeah, that's so boring. I
3: wanted. To, I, they should for like guaranteed twenty five percent Native American or more. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, like I want a, my crazy DNA. Too. <laughs> like I don't want a normal one.
3: Mine was like not only Ashkenazi, but it was all like the same area. Like if it's not, I mean, I know, it was not even. It wasn't clear. even branching out. It was like just Poland and this. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So, so what do you think about the racism? What do you? How, how does? How do you see that? Besides, So the blood testing or what? Well,
2: like the idea that, and this is something that I think a lot of American Jews of color feel, that they have to prove they're Jewish over and over and over again. Right. Even a- if their mothers are Jewish, even if they're 100% Jewish, even if they're more active in Jewish life than you know Ashkenazi white Jews, though Ashkenazi is not synonymous with white. That's, that's like the
0: European. Yeah, least. European yeah, yeah, descendants
2: yeah. of Judaism. Okay. So this is something like at a pretty young age I came into contact with and I understood. But I do think there's, And so it's made me very much consider um, like how lucky I am to never have to prove my Judaism, to never have a question, to never have to deal with that. And this is a increasingly difficult problem, I think, in America and Jewish communities, this idea that many Jews of color feel they have to prove themselves. I do think that there's a lot more, like American Jews have a lot of privileges. Um, Someone like, like, and I also think that the relationship to Israel is very different than the relationship of Israel to global Jews because in America, like, we're relatively safe. Like, right. we it, can get it, upset. You
0: take it for granted. It's yeah, just like, like I
2: can get upset about a tweet that's anti-Semitic by someone in our government or, like, you know, 11 people getting killed is major versus, like, I have friends who are from the Middle East who are Jewish and their entire families were executed. Yeah, like, like, I have like a friend whose Iraqi grandfather was beheaded. Yeah. My, Yeah, you know, I have a friend who's Iraqi and his grandfather was beheaded and, like, Many of those people, you, Israel is their refugee. And the reason why there hasn't been a genocide like the Holocaust in so long is because they can escape to Israel. And uh, I understood that from China.
0: Yeah, and living in L.A., you must know Persian Jews. And I remember mm-hmm. I had a Persian Jewish friend who's, he's like, he slept, when they lived in Iran, he slept with like a gun as a kid under his pillow. Wow. Because <laughs> yeah. they were, you know, before they left. But,
2: but it's, it's very interesting. So I write for Jewish publications and talk about, you know, intersectionality. And I write, you know, I talk about very controversial things because... I don't know. I hate myself. I want to. I want. Do you mean
3: you get like, so you get hate tweets and stuff like that?
2: I'm, I'm amazed. I'm so proud of myself because not only have I been targeted by white supremacists and neo Nazis who are circulating my picture for promoting white genocide, but um, Democratic. you promoting it. No, I know I'm promoting white <laughs> genocide because I don't like racism. Oh, but also Democratic <laughs> socialists. Who white, say,
3: genocide. Yeah. white genocide. White yeah. genocide against white people. Don't yeah. you think? They, no. I haven't even heard that term. I don't think before.
2: <laughs> this is what they think. This is what Nazis think about Jewish people. They believe
3: that. <laughs> I've heard it's not good. It's <laughs> not
2: good. <but> it's very <laughs> nuanced. They believe white people, Jewish people, are impersonating white people to advance people of color and to and, and to destroy the white race.
0: That is clever. We are pretty clever. So That's pretty I can't amazing. even keep up with all those
2: like... <laughs> I know, it's very intricate. Yeah. So they think you're doing that. Yeah, they think I'm posing as white.
3: Too. What do they think of Kaifeng Jews? <laughs> <laughs> They'll
2: like lose their minds. <laughs> They'll lose their minds. Um, but and, like, and then, then like also I'm side. also targeted by like democratic socialists who are like extremely on the left. Because oh, Jews
3: are white people yeah, now. Like, yeah, like the idea is like you guys are really getting it from both sides. Yeah,
2: it's really interesting because we are. Uh, we're,
3: the only, we're the only group that's
0: attacked from like the Trump side. Always yeah. the most persecuted. Well, it's unique because
2: yeah. they both sides see us as the oppressor. So yeah. like, white supremacists see Jews as the oppressor of the white race, but then far left people, democratic socialists, people like that, really some activists who are like really involved in um, people of color and intersectional. We
3: know who feminism. you're talking about.
2: I'm not gonna say it because they're going to come for me again. Yeah. They'll never leave me alone. I
3: don't think they um, listen. They don't listen. To us. Yeah,
2: no, they'll talk me. They love me. Yeah. Um, oh, they but know I'm who they on. are, um, but Shout they out. see us as the oppressors of people of color. So, yeah. like, for white supremacists, Jews are the architects of racial progress, and for left-wing anti-Semites, Jews are the architects of oppression and white supremacy. Mm.
3: Yeah. So where we're do you not, so where architect. where so, do you write? So why do the Kefang <laughs> Jews want to do this? By what's the way, your this lane? I know. <laughs> Sounds like there's nothing left. I,
2: yeah, I get a lot of harassment, but it's quite funny. That's I, great. I,
3: How I, do we find you?
2: Um, oh, I'm big on Twitter. Not I mean, what, Twitter. So what's your? Well, hey? I I write for the Forward. I write for um. I've written for Tablet, for a Jewish Telegraphic Agency. Hey, Amal, I write a bunch. So I'm Exciting. always
0: you- yeah, you wrote a piece recently about going your your synagogue in L. A. Yeah, is like an L B G T friendly, or is it just like it's a,
2: like the gay synagogue? The gay
0: synagogue, which that, is
2: great. I love it.
0: I, yeah, when I, I lived in L. A. And I I couldn't find a synagogue. So I was explaining this to attorney doesn't understand this that we have to pay for synagogues. And it's I, ridiculous. I, and I was young. Yeah, anybody. I didn't know that. <laughs> I ended up I ended up once at like a synagogue that they let me for free, and they only spoke Farsi. Oh I ended up at another one that they had a free shot Friday uh, night services, and it was a drug rehab center that's also Jewish. Yeah, that that's why people
2: like go, go to Chabad, because yeah. it's free.
3: So I would have, got a bit, I would have definitely been there. For <laughs> so can I ask, where did you screen the film in China?
2: Um, I, sh- I screened it at the um, Communication University of China in Beijing.
3: And what was the reaction? Was it like with Chinese audience or, or yeah, expat mainly, audience? I've
2: screened it in America, and I've screened it in China. I've screened it for a lot of Jewish communities and had really interesting Q&As, and that's why I'm so proud of this, because I think this film has really evoked really interesting conversations, which is the best thing I think a film can do. But in China, they love it. They think it's really funny. Um, yeah. Which What they parts laugh are at funny? Parts than, <laughs> they definitely laugh at different parts than Americans do.
0: Well, their understanding of Jews is different, like what yeah. it means, right? They well, don't... they
2: find it hysterical that she says she's Jewish because that doesn't fit the Jewish stereotypes. So they like, right. she's like, I'm a Jew. And they're like, ha!
3: Like, wait, wait, line, wait, wait. I wait. Can I... Can, okay, but also in China, this is the place where if you're... Um, like uh, it'll be me and a uh, a black guy, and we'll be having dinner with Chinese people, and they're like, "Okay, where are you guys from?" We're like, "America," and the first question to the, the black guy is, "Okay, but you're from Africa." But you're from like I'm white, so I'm from America.
2: Yeah, there's racism, like a lot so, of racism in China. I yeah. would say it's
3: pure ignorance. Yeah.
2: No, when I can't. It's like to, the purest yes. form of
3: ignorance where like they just don't know. Oh yeah. And when, they're told that black the people the summer
2: I was in China, this commercial went viral from China, and where this hot he's really a hot guy, this white like this Chinese girl's talking to this really hot black guy, and then she shoves uh, uh, him in a dryer into talked, a machine We've talked about
3: chain, this on the podcast. And like
2: he <laughs> white, right? And then, yeah. And then he puts in the detergent and he comes out as a white man. They're like, Look how good our detergent is. Yeah. yeah yeah, He's yeah, yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and, that. That went, and that was the summer I was in China. Like,
0: I was wow. Like, Can you yeah. imagine? And a
2: lot of my friends were like African-Americans who had come to China and people like would think they're African and they have like very anti-African racism, but they like Americans. They see Americans as like positive. So it was interesting.
3: Yeah, so then the idea it's not a far leap to think that they might find it odd that a Chinese person could also be Jewish.
2: Yeah. Like especially because she was kind of like Southern. She had a like their version of Southern had a really thick accent and like was kinda out there. And like she's, if you see her, she's riding around in this like leopard print little motor scooter, like hanging out. Like she's really crazy, and I love her for it. Um, so
3: eccentric, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like
2: she's just, she's like basically someone's aunt, someone's nutso aunt.
0: Yeah, and it, so the Chabagai I didn't know about her then. Like he didn't know. No, he yeah. no idea. Yeah. Because it's interesting because he's talking like the, he's saying that the lost tribe, because you talk about the 10 tribes of Israel, which yeah. is, but like they're, I mean, she, they were legitimate. They were Jews because they came, mm-hmm. they weren't even the lost tribes. They really they came from Iran, you said. So, yeah. It's just, uh, well, say so he, he just doesn't want to, I guess, again, the racism is interesting. I guess it's like, because there is like a little. I don't know if racism is the word. Like, I think it's, I really think it's ignorance. Yeah. Because we do love to like know. Well, I'm talking about from the, like, the rabbi's perspective. Oh. Yeah. Like, because we, like, Jews are obsessed with finding out like people. Like our like, there was that study last week that like they said like up to 60 million Spanish descendants are Jewish because of the Inquisition. We
2: love finding like, we out our, our that favorite stuff. celebrity is Jewish. But we love that. We love oh, that's so exciting! I'm obsessed
0: with any athlete who could be a baseball player who's Jewish. I it's see. Sort of, so it's surprising to me to see this guy denying it. It's like the opposite of how I think about everything. Like I but love the story.
3: It's because he has to with yeah, the government. Yeah. He's yeah. in an odd position. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think it's really very deeply complicated. But the thesis of the film is that I called it the Lost Tribe not because there's you know this biblical idea that there were. Many tribes of Israel and modern Jews are descendant from a few and that several of them were lost and we don't know what happened to them. And they've they've come up and a lot of people around the world are claiming to be members of the lost tribe. Ethiopian Jews, I think, are members of the lost tribe. They, in Ethiopia, practiced Judaism.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And now they all left and went to Israel because it was unsafe for them to be Jewish, which goes back to the idea of like... Um refugees in Israel was, and things that like was, that,
0: yeah, like the eighties right, I was, yeah, I remember that was
2: it's very very interesting, but um a big part of jewish pe- people is about being lost, and the um dini this podcast works so well. <laughs> yeah well uh, it's it really is because um like the dini who was the rabbi's wife who runs the educational center, was saying like there are people in Judaism who have been lost to murder, to persecution, to assimilation, to like.
3: Kaplan just gets lost on the subway sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I can't get lost.
2: (laughs) It is culturally a enormous thing that like Judaism is a lost people. We are a wandering people. We're lost when we're looking for a homeland. And essentially that loss is a big part in that. The lost tribe isn't necessarily those Kaifeng Jews. I think it's we're a lost tribe because we're in a situation where people like her can't find freedom. We're in a situation where we're dealing with assimilation. And the idea is, can a lost tribe be found? Because I found, you know, people I thought were extinct and they're not lost. But she says at the end, she's like, she admits something. She's like, "I, I know the people in Chabad don't think we're Jewish. I know that they don't. And that's okay. They say we're too assimilated. They say that we're not in touch with our culture. And she says, that's fine. Say it. But we want to be Jewish again. We want to learn. She speaks
0: Hebrew or she reads Hebrew. Yeah, she practices Hebrew every
2: night. And she's like, we can be Jewish again and you can't tell us no. And I think that's a very powerful thing about like loss and being lost. Because there's a choice. We can choose to have something be lost and find it or we can choose to have it be a loss. And the, that's kind mm-hmm. of the, com- the conflict of the whole film.
0: Oh, that could be a lesson for us. For Boom. Show. That's a lesson for the day. And for a sequel, she should show up at the Chabad
3: house.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we, that's <laughs> we our documentary. Yeah, oh, man. We take her there. Oh, man. That would be insane. Like all, all these like Orthodox people running around. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> but
3: if that guy would have said the wrong thing in your video, it could all be over. I know. Isn't that nuts? Did you yeah. know that what? going in? Because that would make me, because I used to run a comedy club in China and we self-censored in the sense that we just told everyone you can't talk about the Chinese government. Because we were building this community, it got up to like 100 comedians and if one person says the wrong thing on stage, no one can go on stage again. Mm -hmm. And so you're jeopardizing like an entire community. So I've been in a similar situation to that guy, I think, and uh, I don't know, I would have mixed feelings about even, like almost like, if the guy did say the wrong thing, if you put it out or not or what, did you, did you understand the weight of the questions?
2: Yes. Yeah. I really made it for an American audience. Yeah. Cause I thought, why would anyone from Chinese care? Like, this is extremely exotic to me to see, like you go yeah. to the graveyard and you see that there's a giant, like Chinese graveyard with a Jewish star on it. Like that's insane to sure. me. Um, but it's also, it's amazing. It's been really well received in China. And because I guess the years in like, just as we have interest in China, they have interest in, Judaism, and so it's actually been I think even more successful in China than America, and like it was nominated for a Chinese Academy Award. Wow! Um, Congratulations! Thank you. And that was now
0: our second Academy Award. (laughs)
3: You're right. (laughs) Nominated,
2: but. Um, Chinese Academy Award is definitely not is a uh,
3: the award show is probably better were award. those like the probably rooster the golden roosters yeah
2: yeah well it was a documentary film Academy Award so it was it's very interesting so they love it because of what he said They it, it makes it interesting and so She's this reckless bad person. He's the offender of Chinese morality. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But when my mother saw the first film, she's like, I want to punch him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, he's an asshole. Yeah. And like halfway through. But then the very end, I but towards the end, I got it. I'm like, oh, wait, I get what he's... I get. And he's
2: like wise and they respect him in China. Yeah. They think she's a nut. And my friend, who I one of my friends, when I was cutting it at a time, a close friend of mine, she's really, really talented filmmaker, Um. She's ethnically Chinese. Um, she immigrated to America when she was fifteen years old. So she's like, I hate her. She's a bitch. Like, was like, she sounds like a barking dog. I hate her. She's a bitch. She's so rude. I can't stand her. Oh, uh, so, I disagree
3: so much. I love
2: her. I love yeah. her, Spunk. But but character. my friend, who's like now a Chinese American, she was like, I hate her. But they like him because he's respectful. And my co-director was like, I see both ways. She's she, like I'm more, I guess, politicized about it. Whenever I do a Q&A, I never tell people how I feel because I like to see them. Yeah, I like to hear what the audience thinks. I, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, I won't tell you. For you guys, I'll tell you. Because, but uh, it is really interesting how um, cultural and like I think gender roles also and like the way we perceive people is different in our culture and who can be a protagonist and antagonist shifts right. where you are
0: true and, and did she have like did she see the film what does she think or she
2: i don't know if, i think my, my co-director sent it to her i don't know what she thinks her, i know that she wants people to help her come to israel she wants to learn about jewish culture and have a jewish education that's all she wants and she like if people are inspired and they want to fund her to have a jewish education that's really her only goal is to learn more about her own culture
0: Wow, and I have, we have listeners in Israel. So if any of them are single and a marriage, funder yeah. yeah, i get her. To there you go. <laughs> Honestly, how can people? Because my brother's already Israeli citizen. Film. He married an Israeli, made Aliyah. Bam.
2: Yeah, so. <laughs> but like she wants her daughter to and her granddaughter to have a Jewish identity. That's like her only mission, really. Which is, it yeah. really changed my idea. Yeah, that's, it, it came. We in take in it very, for granted. Yeah, it, it it was very instrumental in making me really more involved as a Jewish writer and involved in Jewish culture because it made me understand how blessed I am to be able to live as who I am
3: right and how can people find the film because i feel like now we definitely want people to watch the film and then listen to this podcast
2: well they can reach out to me okay uh uh, my email is arielsoblefilm at gmail.com
3: oh wow look at that
2: (laughs) i get hate mail from nazis so you won't scare me
3: yeah Um,
0: yeah, academy award win a golden rooster nominated filmmaker it's
2: (laughs) it's, i'm no one um but uh and i we can set up screenings and like uh i'm happy to do screenings and q and a's i've um, gone to a lot of synagogues a lot of community centers it's really interesting it's a very interesting communal conversation about what is a jew and who gets to be a jew and it's taught me a lot um so yeah if anyone wants to see it i'm happy to set up a screening with them
3: cool so, all right well thank you for doing the podcast yeah, yeah it was
2: fun to talk about it
3: and how do people find you on twitter
2: it's um
0: is
3: that your name my
2: name ariel sobel
3: um, or talk to any white nationalists you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ask them for a, circulating uh, <laughs> my face everywhere. I'm like the pinned tweet of this white nationalist with like 8000 Do you have
0: followers. a different email address for them? Oh my gosh. Go. For it's them? A, it's the same one.
3: <laughs> Man.
0: <laughs> a, send... We don't... Real, the
3: We're not... Sh- no. We joke about
0: our hate mail that we receive. Now I, we, I think we can put yeah.
2: it in perspective. We we do guys see, to, you guys get hate mail? From
3: like who? It's some, yeah, every once in a while. Reasons. From who? Ah, uh, so, so, we'll tell you fans, off there, fans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I kind of rejoice in it.
3: We love it. We don't get enough of it. So sometimes we take actual so people, like, fan mail and we call it hate mail yeah. and then we reply Aww. back to them negatively.
2: Well, I once I got a message like yesterday. Like someone was upset. was like, I followed you and you liked a tweet I found insulting to me. It's like, I didn't even respond. I was like, oh my, God, my God. lord. Grow up. Grow up. Jeez. Like, like I'm like a 23 year old girl and this guy in his 50s is like, you like to tweet. I just liked.
3: <laughs> it's a mess. This, this you world is really. Me. It's He's, over. Everything's over. By yeah, the way. it's like, culture,
2: it, society, it's the okay, world. Unfollow me. It's like
0: liking a tweet is on your most basic level, like <laughs> on a brain thing where you're just like, oh, it's like a momentary reaction. It's not something you put. You know, shouldn't put yeah. so much thought into it. Like this could offend
3: somebody. Yeah. Well, also you could like something. You could like a tweet just because you want. You like, oh, that's interesting. Right, it's it interesting. doesn't mean you agree thing. with it. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I
2: don't, I don't. no, I think the tweet was like basically <laughs> the tweet was kind of mean. It was like. This guy was trying to correct me and explain something that I had just explained. And one of my other followers was like, Ariel Sobel gets attacked by Nazis all the time. And she's fighting for justice for all people. I don't give a fuck about you and your 80 followers. And I laughed and I like, (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) Basically, yeah, it wasn't a nice tweet, but I I didn't appreciate it. I'm like, wow, I feel seen. Yeah. I really, that's all that matters. You, it's all
3: that matters. <laughs> you know,
2: that's how you know God, you've we, made it on Twitter. If people will need to really bully back your bullies on behalf of you, you don't even have to do it. Who would
3: bully uh. back our bullies? We don't. I don't yeah, we, we don't have we, have we, bullies. We need, need more bullies.
2: Each other. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah exactly. we need to hire
0: some. Some. some
3: <laughs> we need to hire people to bully us. Yeah, just hire to see some bullies. Who will bully back our bullies? Does the mob do that now?
0: Is that the new yeah, work for the mob? Sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, anyway, the Twitter all right, Ariel. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thanks for coming. Great, Kaplan. Let's get to the notes. Play the music. Back, Kaplan. First news story of the week comes to us from Skill Programming. Is that a company? <laughs> Where are you? We're digging deep here, folks. <laughs> I, you found this Still one. I didn't find it. All right, I'm digging deep. Tech companies in China are hiring programming cheerleader cheerleader girls that cheer up the programmers as they work. That's genius. Good idea. We need that here.
0: Where's our cheerleader? Everyone Ikram, needs it. You want us to promote the app? Get get some cheerleaders for it.
3: I don't see why, if athletes can have it at at basketball games, football games, whatever, why can't uh, at Japanese baseball games, why can't they have it at even more, some would say more important jobs. Programmer, this is leading the future. I think we should have it for astronauts. Yeah. Well, especially jobs where there's
0: like a dorkier clientele. Programmers, exactly nerds (laughs) need it because you know, none of them
3: have uh, they're not dating, yeah, and you don't want them dating because that's you You don't want nerds,
0: date will ruin their entire like Once they (laughs) let that into the brain, it's their brains have been so smart because they haven't been dealing with this nonsense, exactly. Aggravation, so that's you know, it's like uh, it's like it should be like a not like a bachelor party, I would say, but cheerleaders, it's like just cheerleaders, cheerleaders. yeah, it's fun. Can can I do some flips? Maybe a little halftime entertainment would be good to add. Keep them Where, like, going we, on your lunch break. We get we hire like uh, a little show.
3: Can I say oh. this, Kaplan? I got something to say here. Um, you know how they said when we were kids that nerds are going to rule the world. Who said that? Just yeah, everyone. Movies. Like, oh, you better learn computers because if you learn the computers, nerds are going to rule the world. Yeah, but they never said that. The implied message in that is that, and it's going to be good. It's going to be better than these jocks in the '80s ruling the world. But what they didn't tell us is that these nerds who did end up ruling the world, it became they Facebook people, and then they sold all of our information to the Russians. <laughs> these nerds are they, assholes. They ruled the world, though. We should have,
0: you got, yeah. They
3: were right on that part, but th- they were complete pricks is the part that they didn't tell us was going to happen. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you can trust them just because the fact that they got bullied in high school means you probably can't trust them because they're trying to get back of everybody. So should we not get them cheerleaders? I don't know. You don't trust them? No, I'm good with the cheerleaders. <laughs> it's a great picture there, I think. It is a great picture, which our audience cannot see. (laughs) Next story of the week comes from CNN. Okay, we're back to the mainstream media. Oregon man survives off of taco sauce while trapped inside his vehicle in the snow with his dog for five days, says CNN. Was it the? I hope it was the hot sauce because that mild sauce at Taco Bell is just not good. So here's the interesting part because I did the same thing you did. And nowhere in this story does it say it's from Taco Bell, but we both assumed it what was, was it Taco because, Bell taco sauce. Pa- did it say packets? Yeah, there were packets. But there's cool. packets. Oh, it could be Del Taco. I mean, or here, that brings up the question: Does does Taco Bell have the? Um, is that a monopoly that Elizabeth Warren needs to break up? Do they have the monopoly on on taco sauce packets? No, because Del Taco has them. I could tell you because I was in. A- yeah, but neither one of us, neither you or I, assumed they were Del Taco oh, packages so in that way. Well, Taco Bell
0: is like—I mean, this. We were walking today. We had a, a meeting down the street before this, we and did. We, we walked by a Taco Bell cantina. Ooh, That's what they call them in New York City to try to get uh, a Cant- get you people serious? not to spit on them. But so Taco Bell is taking over the world. They're even in Manhattan. They're in China too. They're in Shanghai. What? Um, if you had to survive for like it was five days, you said. Yeah. How, what? I mean, what sauce? So- and you had to be a sauce. What would the sauce be? Any? No, sauce. I mean, obviously no, ketchup. You would drink ketchup for five days? Yeah, ketchup's great. <laughs> what would you take? Uh, I mean, maybe like cocktail sauce. No, salsa. I'd be mean salsa. Good salsa. Okay, that, be, I
3: didn't know salsa counted it, it as a, a sauce. You're right; it can't be in a packet because then it has that is other uh, that has I like vegetables like, yeah, you're
0: in right. it. Right? It's got to be in a packet. Something that could be in packet form. It's got to be just sugar, so, teriyaki that's sauce. Maybe uh, I would not do any sour. You would yeah, dehydrate duck sauce. You dehydrate the sugar too much. I mean, there's too much salt in that. Yeah, but you don't need as much. Oh yeah, I can't do uh, this. is a You for me? You'd have ten have heart any, attacks.
3: Oh, I can't have any salt.
0: I can't live. This is discrimination.
3: I will say this: the only country, America, is the only country where you could survive off of off uh, of Taco packets, because other countries, anytime you ever been to like a McDonald's in a foreign country, they yeah. give you one packet. I have not, because I'm a type of American who doesn't eat at McDonald's in a foreign country. You never lived in a foreign country, that's <laughs> what you're saying. You haven't been there long enough. Yeah. You go for a week, you can yeah. eat whatever you want. Yeah, you yeah, sit yeah. there for 12 years. They only years. give you one, right? Yeah. At some point, you got to eat, eat McDonald's. But they, they give you one packet. In America, it's just you got Carl's Jr., Taco yeah. Bell. They're, they're piling right. them on. And these packets have so little in them. It's ridiculous. They, just, they have Taco
0: Bell. They don't have that in China, do they?
3: They do. I just said that. Oh, oh, I think it's at McDonald's. No, they have, they, uh, Taco Bell opened in Shanghai. Maybe like they had it when I first got there, and then it went away, and then they brought it back like a year and a half ago, maybe. And they have not only do they have Taco Bell, at the Taco Bell, they have like a whole margaritas, beer. Oh, it's full God. of wet bar. Like uh, the Royale with cheese, they got alcohol. <laughs> it's great. I, uh, did that Carl's Jr. open in, in New York? By the yeah. way, remember it was supposed to like a year oh ago. God, you're right. Did AOC squash that too? <laughs> <laughs> First Amazon, <laughs> and now Carl's Jr. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. We're, We're
0: gonna find out because they they didn't. They're pro ice. Carl's Jr. That is a little known fact. We they're pro know. what?
3: They're pro ice. We know that. You mean they're uh, anti-illegal immigration? Actually, no,
0: there's actually not a fast food place in America that's anti-illegal immigration. You mean
3: ice, like actual? That's no, another that's, thing. No, that was foreign the argument country, for being against
0: Amazon that was ridiculous. Foreign
3: country McDonald's, they don't give you enough ice. Oh, you don't, they give you, it's just soda, no ice.
0: Oh, my God.
3: I, I don't know how you lived out away
0: from America. It was
3: a hardship. Do they have Mexican pizzas at least? I
0: don't know. I, didn't, have I haven't double, been yet. You have a double decker? Oh,
3: I haven't have been. been yet. Oh, you're going to go next month. I'm going next month back to China. Uh. After April 10th, which is our live podcast, people, get your tickets now. StandupNY.com, <laughs> Lost in AmericaPod.com. Last story of the week, Kaplan. This comes to us from every single news source in the world. Aunt Becky, AKA Lori Laughlin. Paid $500,000 for her kids to get into uni- uh, USC, University of Southern California, <laughs> University of Spoiled Children, as we called it growing up in California. Oh, yeah. $500,000. Our, our
0: guest went to USC, a good thing. She did. She, she, she didn't say fighting, that. She'd be fighting you over that. But uh, you, you were a UCLA man? <laughs> no, I went uh, to University of Miami. I don't know. I went to the USC of the East Coast. <laughs> you did. Yeah, Miami is like... You, and I went to Syracuse. I went to the USC of the northeast. The Northeast. You're yeah, right. So would my... Do you think my parents paid? Did your parents pay to get... I mean, you They uh No, you, they what didn't. What would your parents have paid besides tuition?
3: Nothing, right? What would my parents have paid? Yeah. I don't know. What would you pay for Ruby and Teddy? To go to USC? Say they're just real dummies. They're not. <laughs> they're geniuses. Your kids are geniuses. But pretend they're real dummies and you had a lot of money. You'd well, been on... If, if... Now... You'd been on
0: uh, Current Day Full House. you have been on the Big Bang Olivia, Theory. I think, is the girl, da- one of the daughter's names. I saw she's a huge YouTube star, channel star. Yeah. So now this is like Ruby's like idol, this kind of person. Oh, so yeah. This could be the career path we're going to. Like when, I'm, when Ruby's playing with her toys, she'll be like, I'm doing my channel. Yes. Uh, like I'll say, what are you doing? She's like, I'm doing my, working on my channel. She, she thinks, needs a channel. She, well, yes. In her mind, she's doing the shows that she She watches. says that now? Yes, she says, yeah. sometimes she'll say, record me. And then it's like for the channel. She says, oh, my like, Lord. So she's really? she's on this path. Okay. Now, if I thought it would be good for the channel that she's in the right college, because you're going to make that money back. You spend money to make
3: money. That's yes, I agree.
0: USC was for her brand. Like, if she went to some community college or, like, state school. like
3: Or even, like, you don't want to go to Harvard if you're somewhere like No, that year she's cool.
0: She's you like, want to Harvard. go to USC. Right. So I understand that. It's probably tax deductible, too, really. It's like sure. <laughs> so in her case, it's a unique case. We'll check case. with Gary Sparks. Yeah. And then well, let's be honest. You know what? Like, you're a criminal. Some people get we guilty conscious, and they want to, like— donate the money to charity because yeah. they don't like how they came into money. Yes. yes if yes, you worked yes. on that piece of crap, horrible TV show for so many years. How dare you? Full House. How dare you? such a piece you? of shit, that show. And if you made all that money off the work to those twins that were like paid in like, they were like fed grapes every day to get sure. them to like smile at the right moment. Yeah. I, I, someone told me that once, inside uh, insider knowledge. I'll yeah. buy it. <laughs> you have to, maybe you feel guilty and you think, you know what? I'm going to give money back to... A coach who's struggling,
3: <laughs> a poor but soccer that brings coach up the point that coach. I have and that everyone else has. Why not? If you have five hundred grand sitting around, do it the old-fashioned way. Donate it to the school. Your kids will get right, in. That is really more legitimate.
0: Tax-free, and you get a building after you or something, a placard.
3: And it's clear; it's free and clear. You probably can actually tax-deduct that. I mean, by the, the time, donation.
0: By the time the, my my kids are in college. You know this podcast will be so big. We yes, will be so big so big that you know I anticipate that they'll just ask me to speak, do a speak guest lecture and podcasting major or something. So you know, there's you know.
3: comedians that I can't name on air who do that. Yeah. Their kids to get their kids into like private high schools. Yeah, they just they're like, oh, I'll do a, um, I'll do a show once a year or, twi- yeah. or whatever. You know, for all the the fundraiser show. And but I think everyone does this. this oh, yeah, is, you my dad,
0: the principal of my my elementary school, private school. The, the, the principal, Rabbi Cohen, used to go to my dad for some footwork. Guess what, Get Gary
3: Gary Sparks. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> did the taxes? Did the taxes for Jesuit High School? He was he did the books, uh, and scratching that, backs. Baby. He ended up becoming the um, financial chair and then the president, Gary Sparks of yeah. the high school. Yeah, and uh, look, we they're, they're, we're, our kids, my kids, are in public school now. You know, if we get to this the situation, is America, it's a free country. If I
0: want to get them into Dalton or Spence, I mean, I don't know. You know, if Randy's gonna have to sleep with someone. I don't know what we're gonna. Have to <laughs> Why? I don't know if we have to bribe someone. I don't know how. What's New Dalton, York Dalton and Spence? These are like high schools in New York City. Or okay. Got, I don't know what we have to do. How much money I have to drop down? Yeah, if you want, many, it, if you I, want I, them to go to PS thirty nine, it's probably free. But if you want I, them to go to well, it's school, free, it's a public school, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you that I should take a poll actually of the moms of Manhattan City or the the crazy parents groups because they would probably be willing. To pay and true, like I you know, to get their kids just into like a preschool. They would be willing to bribe people. Like this isn't surprising at all. Parents are crazy now.
3: Exactly. So, you know. Especially if you have the and her husband, she's the most nineties person of all time. She was on Full House and her husband, you know who he is? Uh for fresh memory. I heard it in the story. Massimo from the t shirt company Massimo in oh, the nineties. That's a real t shirt guy. <laughs> yeah. His first name's Massimo. His right. name's like Massimo Gilla well, The other
0: one involved was Plussy Huffman who's married to uh, William H Macy. That's that's the most disappointing thing. I hate when I see talented people. Yeah, knowledge.
3: Bill Macy. Yeah, and so
0: you know, and she had a parenting blog that she had to take down. That was my favorite.
3: Why didn't their really? kids at least go to like Fargo State or something <laughs> for free? You <laughs> yeah. could have got in. I don't know. It's a damn shame. Poor kid. So anyway, want to come on the pod? That's a good, that's a good guess. The Everybody conclusion <laughs> is we're on their side. We just think they should have done it in a smarter way.
0: Pay yeah. for your kids to go to school. She should have slept
3: with the dean. You're right. Okay,
0: <laughs> that's the podcast. Yes, that is the podcast. Thank on you the- to Ariel. Uh, is it with the Long Island Hit the Long Island Ar- Ariel Ah Ah I get to bring yeah, Teddy's got a New York accent He would probably be close Not Long Island But you know Thank you to Ariel Sobel
3: Yes I think it's Sobel yeah, Sobel. Sobel Sobel For doing yes. the podcast Check her out online everybody Check out the movie Email her Email her to get, on, to get a, a screener of the movie That's it Cap. What should and we do get on Ents Before it's too late Get on Ents And we will see you next Wednesday And every Wednesday from after this We're back on a regular schedule We're back
0: baby Let's Get lost
3: Get lost morning slave in for bread, sir, so that every mouth can be fed. Oh, me poor, poor me Israelite.
0: And my wife and my kids, they puck up on a leaf bay.
3: The she said, I'm yours to receive. Oh, me poor, me poor, poor me poor, me Israelite. Oh. Gone. I don't want to end up like Bonnie and Clyde.